Hello, hello. Welcome to Foreign Takes. Uh, I'm your host, YT, here with these other fresh off the boat losers, boys. Yeah, Big Liv here coming in hot from Florida, sun. And uh, <laughs> I still don't see Chick-fil-A hitting me up. So people, you know, let's let's get out there. Let's, you know, show them what we mean. Who else is with us? I'm KG, the United fan, and uh, I want to see Chick Fil A. I want to see Chick Fil A give Big Love a shout because he's getting hungry, hungry. Every podcast. Yeah, I know. Every podcast, we have to hear more about Chick Fil A. And they're closed on Sunday, so he wants. Yeah, they are closed on Sundays. All four of them. Yeah. (laughs) What we talk about today, boys? I think we had a bunch of wrap ups this week. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up. uh, Bundesliga first. Bundesliga. You know, Bo Arsenal Dortmund. Hey, hey, hey. Watch words. Bottling it away. Just like Arsenal. Yeah. What else? Syria, I think. Syria, Spalletti leaving. Uh, What's going to happen in the... um, What's going to happen with the Champions League there? Everything's settled. And Premier League, you know, reviewing the season. Bye-bye, Leicester. You poor saps. But you deserve it because you you kept Broch for two years. Terrible. Worst 11 uh, instead of best 11. 11. Worst, worst 11. League 11. Uh, and then reviewing the finals that are left. Yeah. There's someone from Tottenham in there. I, I think <laughs> we should probably start with, I think, the most disappointing, right? Bundesliga, yeah. I think, was probably the Boys? Yeah. As you predicted, Mr. Big Lev and Mr. KG, I think Big Lev really predicted this. Uh, Bundesliga wrapped up this weekend. And of course, uh, as would one would expect from the last 11 years, who are the winners? Bayern Munich. So predictable. So predictable. But I mean, I really hoped that Borussia is going to win it. I actually said last week that I thought like Borussia would actually be able to for once win this one game yeah. and not toss it away. But I, I knew <laughs> necessarily I shouldn't have said that because yeah. of course they did like a complete Barcelona sports. You're the one. You're the one who who spoiled it for them. Yeah, by changing your mind last minute. Really believed in them, and no, but to be honest, the way they f- fell apart is just comical. I mean, for you to go two down at home in the final day where your entire destiny is in your hands, at home, of all... It's not even against... It's a team that had nothing to to play Not only that, they went one down and they had a penalty and they didn't score and then they went the second one. It was 1-0, they had an opportunity to go 1-1 and they fucked up that as well. They were so naive. Also, they should have been losing, I'll be honest, after they went 2-1 down, sorry, 2-0 down. There was... uh, at least four or five additional opportunities they should have conceded. Yeah. Like, yeah. Easily. They should have lost this game by four or five goals. They were bad, man. They're, like, until they scored their first goal, they didn't really have a good chance. And, like, Mines missed so many breakaways. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, shocking. Any Premier League team would have put at least one of the, that away. It was, like, shockingly bad. And I was, I, I just don't understand, man. Okay, here's my proposal, or at least here's my hypothesis. But we know they're a young team, right? And then every time one of their stars becomes a real player, they leave or then they come back after. So they lost at the Yemi to injury. And then they obviously didn't start with Bellingham because he had a tie injury. Do you, I actually think that's what made the difference. Because at the Yemi on the right wing and then uh, Jude in the center, 
if they had these two players, they would have won this game. You easily. still win the league. You win the league. It's a win. To quote Roy Keane here, it's their job. It's, it's his job. <laughs> it's their job. They should have won. It's you winning the league. That's it. It's no, yeah. no conversation. Even at the MNO, at the MNO, Jude Bellingham, you win the game against a team that has nothing and you have everything. That's it. means you didn't want it enough. Do, do we think they're going to... Do we think they're going to manage to do the same thing next year, though? Like, to actually compete till no, the final day? I think, I think they're uh, done. No, this no, was their opportunity no. for at least five, ten more years. No. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's it was it was this whole season. It was a league of whoever wants to win it, please do so. Nobody wanted to win. It seemed like That's nobody wanted to win. So disappointing, though. Even Bayern, they were like 1-0 down. Like, it was 1-1. Then... Like, uh, it seemed like Borussia's going to win on technicality for 10 minutes. Then they came back and like, okay, fuck it, we'll win it. I mean, it was obvious in the stadium, like in the, like when I was, because I was watching Dor- the Dortmund game, yeah. it was dead silent. Because you could yeah. tell when Bayern conceded and then when Bayern equalized, it was completely, utterly silent. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was disappointing. I think it was telling them from what uh, Big Love was calling for. The past several episodes that we've been since the beginning of this amazing show uh, big love was calling for mm-hmm. for all the directors to get the axe and they didn't even get the chance to celebrate this i mean they, they must have known around. right they must have known because i think one of them did not show up at the thing he said he was sick i think it was oliver khan i mean yeah. they fired them what within 12 hours that, that's, no as soon as they said we're champions they were like you're like they didn't let them celebrate with the team i think so that was a little harsh around. no i mean it's uh, I mean, they should have. They were pissed with them a hundred percent because I agree with. I think what the the board of directors were thinking, like a big left was thinking, they sold them on the idea that they're not in the top three competitions, and then they brought in this guy derailed the seasons, and they were loved. I think the directors were left blindsided by Oliver Kahn and his decision. I guess the real question is, what does this mean for Tuchel? Because like we, I I don't think Tuchel is the right. I don't think he's a coach you build a project with, right? He, you come in, he's a two, three years, but you don't build the whole team. Like, what is it? I think you can Bayern? build the project. I think, I think they they don't need to build a whole new project. They need to. They're looking to buy rice. That means they need. They're looking, or they're gonna bring in Bellingham, one of the two, probably in the midfield. They need a, a striker. Finally, just flirting with the idea of bringing in Ronaldo. They didn't do that. And they need a striker. That's it. They, what else do they need? They need a goalie, maybe, but they even got the best goalie in the league. They always will, would get someone from like this top three or four German teams just steal their best player. Yeah, but that's, that's what, what they do. Yeah, I mean, that's the. They do we think they're going to? Do we think they're going to be back to their to their usual st- like level next season? Yeah, like, I think so. I think winning the Bundesliga and then competing for the Champions League. They should be. If they want, they should fire too. I mean, I it's agree. Easy, no, bro, you're not going to fire him now without giving him at least one. No, year. no, I'm not saying. I'm saying you say if they're going to be back next year. I'm saying that if yeah. they're not back next year, if oh, they're not yeah, in the yeah. quarterfinals of the Champions League a year less less than a year from now, you fire. Obviously. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he he has this one opportunity. That's it. Otherwise, yeah. he, he's out. I, I yeah. guess like and he and he coached everywhere else. He coached at Chelsea. Coached at PSG. Coached yeah. at Dortmund. Now in Borussia, the trifecta of underperforming clubs, <laughs> the fourfecta of underperforming clubs. I mean, we'll see. It's just disappointing because this was the one year. I feel. I feel like now Dortmund, gonna going back to Dortmund for a second, are gonna get ripped apart, right? I feel like they're gonna lose at least two or three big players. I mean, they're gonna lose Bellingham, and then realistically, they're gonna lose one or two more players. And so I think they're gonna, they're gonna lose 
Bellingham for sure. I don't know who else can they lose. I think Adeyemi, anyone who they have up front. Ex, uh, it's going to be Adeyemi or... Way, Dunham Holler is a baller, and West Ham are total idiots for letting him go. 100%. That was West Ham's fault. Ajax. That West Ham are idiots. The recruitment department, they spent 22, they spent money on 22 strikers, and they lost the actual good striker to yeah. Ajax. No, he's a baller even though they finished. I mean, I felt that. He missed some that he should have scored. But I guess it's yeah. like, but this is it, right? Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I have no interest in watching the Bundesliga again next year, because I just don't see a title race next year, like, whatsoever. <laughs> And it, it, you don't watch it for, I think, in particular. Like you put on the Bundesliga just behind. Like, if you have nothing else going on, it's a good game. You know it's going to be a lot of goals because they usually have a lot of goals. Yeah, that's true. So just put it in the back. Like, if you it's Leipzig-Dortmund or Leipzig-Munich or Munich-Dortmund, it's a good game to watch just for goals. Yeah. That's about it. It's not that I think good. the one last thing that might be interesting for regarding Bundesliga is Union Berlin next year will be in the Champions League. Who play some absolute shit house football? I have to be honest. Yeah, they play some of the most anti football, but it's interesting because they're the anti Bundesliga, right? It's like Bundesliga is typically attack football. Yeah. I'm actually curious to see how well. I think they'll do better than people anticipate next year. Depends on how the transfer. I think right now it's very difficult to judge anything because depending on how the transfer market is gonna go ahead for them, right? If they're gonna be keeping the same style of the brand of football that they have or they will they will they will they'll maintain i think um, we'll, we'll see. see i think but the... i think yeah they have a shot it's a good shot we'll see like it's again too far ahead to say it yeah I mean, that's it's fair. a good shot but it's like four months ahead <laughs> it's crazy i think what's not four months ahead and probably closer to four weeks ahead is uh syria so obviously yeah. the real big question is i think within syria it's like i think the first part is the Champions League spots are finally being finalized. So uh, Lazio took second place. They were got 16 points behind. So Inter came very strong at the end of the season. Milan are the third team. Surprisingly, I don't know how they snuck in there. I mean, we know, but so those are the three teams. And then in the Europa League will be Atalanta and Roma, assuming Roma don't win the Europa League this season. And then in the Europa Conference League will be uh, Juventus. No, but Juventus I, can still go to Europa League if... Yeah, if you're right. Yeah, no, what, what's going on with the, like, they got 10 points off. Yes, finalized. 15, are there, will they no punish more or that's like, is it is no. this finalized? They're, this is finalized. They're going to add 30 yeah. at, the end of the, at the end of the season. They're going to add 30 and they're going to be champions. That's how they're going to go. They're playing. <laughs> they're going to be like, yeah. I think we'll the real question is like, Spalletti... I cannot decide if he's staying or going because a lot of the rumors, like eighty percent of the rumors, are that Spalletti is out. Like he's wanted, yeah. he's done everything. Oh no, he's out for sure. I think is I think he, he said back? as much. Yeah, he said he's gonna take a year off. Back to being a farmer. Like, yeah, yeah, just to be a sabbatical. Um, wow. Which was like everyone who said they're taking a year off, like never took a year off. Klopp said he's taking a year off, and in three months he was a Liverpool coach. I think Pep also said he's gonna take a year off. He took a year uh, off. He, was it a full year? I think yeah, he was, yeah. he was learning German. He just negotiated yeah. like yeah. everything, and then he was like sitting there so, reading. Uh, I don't know, like maybe Spalletti just because I feel like uh, he doesn't want to deal with the expectations that Next comes season. now. So what and, happens to Napoli? Like, so let's say Spalletti leaves end of the season to like what a week from today. Like, what happens in Napoli? Spalletti leaving is a bigger. 
kicker under Osime and Quartzelian chance to leave there rather than yeah. if he stayed. If he stayed, that would be much more happy because status quo remains. You can get a chance of like, oh, we'll go for Champions League. We'll do this. We'll do that. But I think now if he leaves, uh, they'll consider. Like if they yeah. were considering, now they'll like keep on. He has like this release clause. Release clause yeah. for two weeks. He's gone. Like if Spalletti's leaving, he's a hundred percent gone. There's no like even chance. I, I think if Kim is like just decides to like go, so meaning like there's a release clause, so really it's up to him, and he probably will decide to go because. He's like what 27, 28, so he probably yeah. wants to like play for like major team like United or who else. There are rumors that he's gonna go to United. I'm not sure how that's gonna all fit in. I hope they I mean they need to sell Maguire for that to happen. I don't know. I mean that's I mean, a different they topic. Bro, they, like they should get him and I think the release class is also not that much. Yeah, yeah, it's not or, that much yeah the Kim's yeah. release clause is quite. It's apparently very low, like very affordable yeah. for any team in the Premier League, including yeah. the yeah. Bournemouths of the world. So, yeah, um, and I, I feel like if he goes, it might be a little bit of a domino effect where Osime will follow. Yes, and from from like the three, I think Quara has the is the most likely to stay, just because he's only been there for a year. Yeah, exactly. He's still very young. He's still very new to like European football, and I think clubs will be wary of like spending a lot of money on him after one year, and he will not go to like his next move has to be like a significant step up in a way of yeah. like he dreams of playing for Real or something like I don't know if he's gonna go to Real at some point because like Vini is also like there for a while but Bavini's living now isn't he yeah. he was about the racist I don't want to play for them maybe but yeah. I think you're right though Big Web I think he's the only one of the trio who's going to stay I think that's yeah. the sad thing with Napoli is like they have this incredible season I think I mean we we agree it's an outlier season right it's not it's not just yeah. like it was a good season it was a season like they will never repeat like yeah. in, 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 I feel bad though this just means it's like that's it this is Napoli's one chance and now it's going to take another they won a Serie A, so like most teams that yeah. most small teams that have like seasons like this, yeah. they mostly end up with nothing to show for it. Yes, I agree. And these guys are like, some teams do bottle on the last day. I, so I think you know, they at least have that going against them. I think it made it much more interesting, right? It's like I think they were like the most exciting team, like we said last week, in the entire like uh, Europe last year. They're like this one, you know, those one-off teams that you apparently usually had, like the Swansea's of the world. I mean, yes. not on the same level, but you know, like Michu was the guy who was yes. like, oh, Swansea had a good season, and then one season wonders, so they call yeah. it. it. Sounds like Napoli's going heading towards that direction, unless they do. They no, I wanted to say they bring in some someone qualified like Brendan Rogers. No, uh, they bring in someone like qualified, like who can push higher than Spalletti. Um who that is is a question mark who they can bring. But like that's, no that's the hard sure. part, right? It's like I just Capello, don't see who... you know if Ancelotti's getting fired by Madrid bringing Ancelotti. Oh interesting. Ancelotti managed Everton who are escaping two years straight. So you know it's not like he wouldn't take a challenge. Um, but if Fair they enough. fire, if Ancelotti is fired by Madrid, why not? Uh, like if they go after him, so there's a scenario. It'll, it'll be a very small chance that they can push the envelope. But again, it seems like it's going to be one season wonder. I agree.
realistically more interesting, I think, season this year was the Premier League. So I think last day was the most interesting uh, officially. So we knew Southampton were relegated. And of course, Everton survived on the last day. Leicester mm-hmm. and Leeds are going down. I think yeah. the Leeds one, it was kind of... Obvious. Even the way they played, yeah. Like they conceded in yeah. the first two minutes. They brought in Big Sam. That That's fine. The Leicester one, though, Leicester, it's just like all Leicester had to do was win one more game, like turn one draw into one win. Like that's all they needed to do, and they would have survived. Yeah. I think the key that really changed the Everton to Leicester was uh, Everton winning against Brighton last week 5 0. The most unpredictable yeah. game. That's what made the difference in them surviving. I honestly. Yeah, I think that I mean, three points were crucial. Leicester weren't even able to get through. Like, you know how 40 points is what's considered like a benchmark for survival? Yes. They couldn't even get to 35, man. Meaning like, yeah, you could, they could have turned one win into, like one draw into one win, but it's the, the story is a little, little more complex story of yes. the season of like, they couldn't in both. They played so poorly that, oh, it's a heartbreak that they won on the last day, but then Everton won too. No, no, fuck no, that. it's a season. They deserve where they are. Yes. They were relegated because they couldn't accomplish anything. And they, like, look back at the game against Liverpool. Like, that's not how a team yeah. who is scraping desperately for survival plays. That's a team who's, like, given up or is in the mid-table and doesn't give a shit. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, uh, for the team to have gone, like, to done so poorly with the resources players they have, it's like someone just slept at the wheel yes. until the last second where they saw they were like, like just there was a semi truck coming their way. Yeah. But like, I don't understand how you let this get to this point. It's the ownership, I, right? It's the it's ownership. Like, yeah. It's when you don't care and don't have like set goals. Cause like, I would have fired Broge the Butler after he bottled away Champions League when he was like 15 points clear or something. Like, Three or four seasons ago, when he yes. was clean through, like, I think that's when Liverpool won. He was, like, at some point, they were even considered, like, a contenders. And then he, like, bottled away the last 10 games, cost them the Champions League, and people were like, oh, no, it's still good. And then the next year, he did exactly the same thing. He was firmly in top four, balled it away. No one said anything. And it, like, you can't even say that, like, oh, he was trying so much because... Every year, his best player got sold. Who? Who's the? Which major player did they sell since they Mahrez? Sell no, no one. Them. After Kanté, Mahrez, they're really good at retaining people. They did their own chess move that they did this season. They got rid of Kasper Schmeichel and they didn't substitute him with anyone prominent. With, and yes. Kasper Schmeichel was like this one of the last people who won with Vardy of that caliber yeah. of players. And they didn't I guess- the question to you guys is, is like from, from the two of them who went down, Leeds and Leicester, let's forget about Southampton for a second. I actually think Leicester is going to struggle in the championship. I feel like they're not set up. Like Leeds' style of play will transform into the championship and they will also retain most of their players. I feel like Leicester are going to lose the majority of their starting eleven. And they're just not set up to survive a season in the championship. Like to, to go back into... I think it, in general it's just a big... Like a big job that all of the teams have to go through. It's regardless of uh, Leicester or Leeds. Leeds is just much more 
renowned and known about being in the championship, and they'll know what to do. The ownership, yes, in the list of ownership doesn't. I mean, that's ownership it's a structure, right? It's like the structure is just set up better for Leeds to come right back after one season versus Leicester. Because no, you know the biggest thing Leicester is... has been there for a while now. They went up what like seven years ago, five years Eight. ago. They've been no, there. No, no. They've, they've lost. And... Yeah, it's it's literally been ten years since they came up. Or eight, nine or ten years, but the thing is, like, they've lost that muscle memory of how to get past the championship. It's like you play two uh, games a week. The quality, your players, you're gonna lose. None of your players have played in the championship essentially. Uh, forget well, you, party and so on, but like, the yeah, but like, consider this that like Leicester still have a lot more. Like, even if they lose players, they'll get significant amount of money for those players. That's fair. Like, they on average, they have more, much more valuable yeah, players I'll give you that. than Leeds. And yeah, you probably have to sell them at a discount because you're relegated and you don't have like a lot of bargaining power. But still, like, you can like get 30, 40 million from Madison, uh, like Barnes. other players, yeah, Harvey Barnes and yeah. Harvey Barnes, uh, well, uh and I think is free agent, so that sucks yeah. for them. But I mean, they're gonna get yeah, can... completely wrong. Yeah, Tillemans right? has been dreadful this season. He was not good at all. So no, no, but like if he wasn't free agent, he could still get like twenty mil for him, twenty so million. Yeah, yeah. twenty yeah. million. Like, so I you you can still like. I I think what I agree with you. It's 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 a huge, just a clusterfuck to you need to you know uncover. Like all these wires are crossed, everything is so weird. And just to, looking at what ownership has been doing, just being asleep at the wheel, I'm just worried that they're not be able to do that job because they should be like I haven't heard anything happening yet. Nothing. They should be already hard at work, yes. finding new like directors, finding new managers, creating a plan. They should have been doing that like ten weeks ago when yes. they were already pretty like. I mean, hopefully they are, right? I mean, do we all agree they should fire Dean Smith immediately, right? Like, he should not retain the team into the championship. Why not? I think that Dean Smith is exactly why they hired him at the beginning. Oh, you think so? You think they should maintain him? He brought up Aston Villa back, no? Or not Aston Villa. He he brought... brought Norwich, I think, as well. So he has... He was in Aston Villa, I think, before all of that... Happening, so he is a solo coach about building squads. That's my point. Is going to be. yeah, he can build a squad. I think this move is they should give him a run at least for one year, and then if that's not working out, they should get another. Who are you gonna get? Like, I don't, I no, just nobody. don't know anyone who you can get to be like, oh, usually all those teams who go down if they fail to go down and you don't have that caliber of coach that Dean Smith is, if you still fail to come back with that caliber of a coach within two or three years, you're done. You then you're done and then the only way you can do this is you need to like, like a Phoenix rise from the ashes yeah. again. You just need to get an unknown English coach like Gary O'Neill who's going to build a squad of a bunch of unknown people who are going to bring their will up. That's the only other option. But and they have to come back, right? They have to come back yeah. in one season. Like that no, the, the payment structure is like you have two seasons essentially. You get parachute payments from the Premier League. No, I agree. But if they don't come back, in, two, yes, no, I agree. But the, two no, well. no, I, I agree about the parachute payments. But it's more like they're going to retain some of their Premier League quality players this one season, right? Some of them are going to stick yeah. around, but two seasons, yeah. you're going to start losing basically your entire starting eleven. Yeah, you're going to start losing so. value. They, I don't think nobody's going to pay for a championship player who's been there for a year unless he's yeah. a top. Like, and I did. I rarely see even a top scorer going. I think it was the only one who was in Southampton. It was this Armstrong guy yes. who was a top scorer in the championship. And then that's part of the reason why Southampton got relegated is because they got they sold Danny Ings to yes. Aston Villa. And then they didn't 
bring in enough goals. They felt that guy who's scoring a bunch of goals in championship is going to. But it doesn't always score. translate. We've seen it. it doesn't so many always times. translate. So again, one season in the championship, will people be paying for? Uh, let's say Hatsum Daka if he stayed in that championship and they failed to come back even if he scored 20 goals i really doubt that anyone's going to take it because at least not for real money right everyone's going to try to take it at a discount because everyone at a discount discount, you know pats and is a good player we've seen what he's he's capable or kelechi you is actually a much better player it's like if you have him for 20 million 25 million discount you absolutely take him to be your sub striker i think almost any premier league team no 100 the other direction later is the other direction other is quite interesting. Is like we forget the usual suspects. Luton won the playoffs against Coventry yep. City. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be quite interesting to watch. Like they play this very interesting attacking football. All their players are interesting, but I think they're going to be one of those teams who struggle, struggle in the Premier League. Like yeah, it seems teams... so. I think they don't have enough. Uh, they don't even have the facilities to bring in. No. You know, like they don't have the. Yeah. Like, I think they need to spend ten the... mil just to on the stadium itself. Yeah. Yes. I think theirs is a long-term strategy. It's like they go up one year and they're about to make 100 mil. Let's say they spend 30, 40 mil and they get destroyed, like similar to Derby County all those years ago. I think in the long-term structure for the team, though, it's very worth it. This one year in the Premier League is basically going to grant them between 250 to 450 million dollars, including the parachute payments after they come back down. It's like all these problems we're talking about, the stadium facilities. Even if they stay... They can find an investor in a Premier League team on a cheap. Yes, mm-hmm. and they can build them a stadium. So yeah. that's also they're, they they're the lucky like they've done everything right. It's like no matter what direction, no matter what happens next year, they basically injected literally several hundred million dollars into their team overall yeah. for facilities. No, I'm just for saying players. In, in the first year they need, they'll need players that are Premier League caliber esque, and half of the times you get them. I mean, they can they can go on a shopping spree and get players yes. in Leicester. And all that, but the thing is, all of those Premier League players who would want to go and play for Luton when you don't have proper facilities when it's just a it's I mean, a League One stadium, it's not even the the thing is, they're not going to go that strategy. Their, their strategy is not going to be trying to buy these Premier League players who came down to the Championship. Their strategy is going to be Championship quality players who they think might be able to cut it. But that rarely works. Yes, rarely but that's okay. Works. But, but, that, but that's just going on a huge shop, shopping spree also doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. and then at that well, stage, you're yeah. wasting all your money. I would say. It works for Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Bro, it doesn't really work. Because they bought 20 players and they just like, <laughs> it was just a lot of large numbers that some of them. Tell, tell to Jamie Vardy and uh, Madison next season while Nottingham Forest is going to be kicking Premier League ball. Yeah, but if you, you, said you don't want to go to like Luton now. No. It's like, go that's my point. A year ago or a year and a half ago, you were going to like Liverpool or yeah. Arsenal or City or something. And now you, you're going to go to Luton. Like you might as well just stay with no, Leicester. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Madison Madison's gonna go to Luton. I'm just saying that a lot of people of that caliber that you would need who played in the Premier League before are especially in now Yeah, but you know when, cocky, when you are cocky. Yeah, when really you good. sum up the total amount of these types of players, it'll be beyond what they're willing to spend. You know, not there's not gonna be Nottingham Force is owned by the Greek billionaire. It's like they could yeah. spend that money. Luton, I, I think they're just not gonna but it'll be interesting. I think it's worth possibly doing a season review for Premier League. So I was thinking instead of doing best 11, because that's boring, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. the Highlands of the world. We'll do underperforming players of the season. Oh, underperforming. They mean yes. like people who you would expect more to happen from and they didn't? Or, yes, or they just 
played terribly. Like like Probably they just terribly. just absolutely are. So Garbage. I have I have a possible worst eleven options for you guys. So I went through all the teams. And I, I, we're going to do it in, in blocks, though. So we're going to do goalkeeper, defense, midfield, uh, forwards. Like, not nothing less granular. So mm. if you guys have other options, but I'm going to start with goalkeeper. So I think the two worst options as goalie were Danny Ward of Leicester City and Ilan Melier of Leeds. Surprise, the two relegated teams. I think these were by far the two worst goalies in the Premier League. I mean, I'm curious for your thoughts. If these are the two worst goalies and who you'd pick as the worst goalie. So are we picking like the worst goalie or worst value for money goalie? Both. Whichever, whichever from these two, I think there's nobody oh, Danny else. Danny Ward was worse. pretty bad, yeah. Danny yeah, Ward like, was definitely bad. Yeah. He explicitly, I think, had Schmeichel been around or any decent goalie, he would have saved Leicester anywhere between 10 to 20 points this season. Like, Danny Ward is explicitly responsible for dozens of dozens. I'm telling you, uh, that's what I mentioned. They, they substituted a Class A goalkeeper with a wannabe goalkeeper. Uh, yeah. you, can you come up with a worse goalie this season no, than Danny Ward? I think that's the easiest one, right? Of all the yeah. positions you could come up with, I think Danny Ward David is expensive. Yeah, for value, for money, De Gea probably. Yeah. No, but you know, De Gea also... Yeah, okay. But it's just, it's, it's, it's a different thing. It's, it's, it's more of, he's a net... He's a net zero to the team. He's yes. The, the mistakes yeah. that he does and the, what he brings is... He said but Danny Ward was a net negative, right? <laughs> okay. But the thing with gold works for Ilya Melier, just to, to throw it in there, they conceded more. Yes. But that's just a style of play, right? Anyone like else. Leeds just left him stranded. So even though he did amazing saves, yes, he made some mistakes. I think he, if you were looking at the entire defensive unit, like back four plus goalie, I think I would have said Melier. But Danny Ward yeah. just explicitly just sunk Leicester, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. Because for the defense in Leicester, is just it was a myriad of this, the way they're playing on their Bielsa ball, and then like yes, Big Sam and then Jesse Marsh, so they were like a confused kid. Yes. Running uh, around. Yeah. Okay, so I think we all agree on Danny Ward for goal. Okay. Yep. Cool. So for defenders, here are my options. Um, I give you, uh, the best. I think I think in in order. No, in no particular. There's Marco Cucurella of uh, Chelsea, Ari Maguire, your favorite player, KG, Clement Longley of Spurs, and Kalidou Koulibaly of Chelsea. I think these group are by far the worst defenders or had at least the worst season this season. As no, defenders. right or left backs, just like you can play, put them whatever. Yeah, I just, I just chose worst for defenders. I mean, Marco Cucurella is in theory, he's a wing back and a left back. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take Kukaria for sure. Okay. Um, so let, let's let's start with that because, like, what the hell is going on there? Shocking, the, right? Shocking. Yeah. The, the, well, so, the season. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so are we including Harry Maguire in this? Because he didn't really play. I think so. we're including Harry Maguire. I'm going to give you a pitch why we're going <laughs> to give us your pitch. Well, he's, he's, he's bad, obviously, but like... No, no, no. It's not only that he's bad. He started the season with a fresh chance on the... Hey, we can go into this Harry Maguire. Are we going to do Cocorella first? Or Harry Maguire already have... No, go, go for Maguire. He started the season with a brand new coach who gave him a chance. He promised to give him a chance as well as much as he did with Cristiano Ronaldo, but the coach was smart enough to buy a sub for him just in case. <laughs> he, he was benched by a five foot five defender in the position that he was supposed to be good at. And Martinez bossed the air, whereas Maguire seemed 
dodgy in the air. He then had the balls to call season to go out and say, "Oh, if I wasn't the good enough like goalkeeper or the good enough defender, I would not be selected by the English national team or Man United." He had the balls to come out and say that, mm-hmm. and then he was benched. And I don't think he's worth the money that he's worth. And every time they, every time he plays, it's stressful and very scary to watch yeah. him play in defense. You know who he reminds me of? This is this is my as an Arsenal fan. He reminds me of watching Mustafi. Shkoran Mustafi, who he used looks to be, like that. every time he has the ball, he, first of all, he can't defend. Let's just forget the defense. Like, he's he's literally incapable. And then he gets the ball, and he tries to do these things. I'm like, why are you, you were born with two left feet. You're absolutely yeah. not born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but Maguire, he's, he's, he's very, like, not not like elastic. He he can't move. He just looks very rugged. Yes. He looks very like... This is not what you need, right? As a center back. Not, not, and he was supposed to be better than that. He was supposed to be fast. He's not even fast. He moves like a fridge. He has a nickname of fridge because he is a fridge. Yes. And I think he was the biggest scam in the whole wide world to bring him to United. And United fell for it and it's fine. And I think he needs to move on. He's the worst defender because... Not because... He plays that bad. There probably were worse defenders positioning in the Premier League. Just having the balls to go out and be like, "I'm the best defender yes. that there is." I agree. They select me. Like just having that confidence and then the confidence thrown at nothing. When you have something and you need the confidence to kind of push yourself to win the league, like you know you're playing some football, but you need the confidence to take it from a B to an A. That's okay. But it's taking it from an E to an F. Like it's yeah, not. I agree. I I think. He's he's in the worst eleven. And also to mention another thing, like just to finish off the Harry Wire talk, he still got selected for the English national for the qualifiers. No, but that, that, let's not talk about Southgate. Let's, let's yeah. that that's a that's a conversation for. Later. But that's okay. feeding the ego with all. The I agree. I agree. But that's a Southgate problem. Okay, I yeah. think then. So let's include Mark. I think then the other two players I mentioned were Longway Kulibali. The only one I'll throw in there as an honorable mention is Lianco of Southampton, the Brazilian, yeah. who I thought was absolutely. This could not shockingly, not, not even championship yeah. level, like league two level. Uh, but not even Brazil, anyone that you think were honorable mentions that I missed as defenders, I think honest, I, forgot, I forgot. I forgot. Like that even was in the Premier League. That's how bad he was. <laughs> Lianco. <laughs> yeah, no, Lianco and Leglet. Like they, 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 yeah. Leglet I mean, Leglet was shockingly d- terrible. I have to be yeah, honest. He was very. Ter- he was like a, almost a starter for Barca for a period. Yes, but I think this is like a solid worst for yeah. defensive. Okay. So midfielders, I think this is where it gets really interesting. So um, I, we're going to do whatever. You can pick four, pick three. So these are my honorable mentions of worst 11. I think Calvin Phillips was there. This is a little harsh because he basically couldn't play because he couldn't get in. So bad boy. It's the same harshness as... Same harshness. Okay. So there's Calvin Phillips. There's John Joe Shelby. There's Arthur of Liverpool. Mikhail Mudrick of Chelsea. And then Anthony of... Man United. So I think I think Anthony of Man United needs to be substituted by another guy. I think Anthony's not for it's again what money for uh, price for the players, value, actually. value, value, yeah. But I'm thinking that take Anthony out and put Jesse Lingard. You forgot he even no, existed. No, Anthony for eighty Jesse million Lingard. has done nothing. Jesse Lingard has been by far the worst performer in a team that he was supposed to be leading. Do you, do you yeah, but Jesse Lingard him? cost thirty mil. <laughs> no, yeah, he got cost zero. He signed a contract for one year for three. Yeah, yeah, it's a one-year prove it deal, right? Yeah, it's a one-year prove it deal. He for that for that cockiness and whatever. I think Anthony is gonna be a pivot. He played a pivot role. Anthony was pushing United when they were 
they had no Rashford against Inter. Two or three games where creativity came over from the right side. I think as they looked down upon because it was 80 million and United got grifted, doesn't mean that he's a bad player. Or okay, but that's the thing. It's like the Anthony argument is always the price argument, right? Yeah. But then the question then was then Mudrik. Is it just because Chelsea was terrible? Is it because he cost $95 million? I think Modric is also just... similar. It's too early to say for Modric. But for the season, do we think they were terrible, right? At least Modric was terrible, I, I admit. Like, I somebody yeah. wanted him at, at Arsenal. Like, it feels like a bullet dodged, especially when we see his replacement, Leandro Trossard, got us 10 assists in half yeah. a season versus Modric. So like that... the decision-making was terrible. Sweet, sweet second spot right behind City helped you get that one done. Yes, that's that's fair. No, don't worry, we, we know. Okay, I think the others, you know, Callum Phillips, he just didn't play, and when he did the few minutes he played, he looked terrible. John Joe Shelby went, got a new reset, and then fought with his manager, and then is now out of the starting eleven, or he's just not going to play ever again. Now I'm with you. Lingard is quite terrible. Like the fact that he wasn't able to break into the Forest squad. He didn't want to break, and he didn't. He never wanted to play football. He did it on this whole. I think he went on this whole like marketing campaign of a. Oh, I like I went. I struggled a lot. Blah 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 blah. I'm ready <laughs> for football, and then he did that. He everyone believed in him, and then. Nothing. He went with he went with Nottingham Forest first of all. When he did that deal, people it, again it split 50-50. People were saying, "Oh, how dare you do that?" Instead of going instead of going to West Ham, essentially. Uh, Fair enough. Any other one I'm missing though? Thoughts of anyone who was Harry forced? Wilson? Oh, uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, because he oh, was like I was super bummed when he left Liverpool because he was like one of the our youngest scorers. They paid like fifteen or twenty million for him. And you'd think he would be, like, really good. And then he didn't do anything. Zero goals, zero assists, zero contributions. <laughs> terrible, um, terrible. Pretty bad. Um, and, I can't uh, think of too many other midfielders, though, that were, dude, like, I mean, like worse Arthur of Liverpool was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have. It wasn't a purchase, yeah. so it was a, it was a loan. So sure, but it was still terrible, stupid. right? The fact that he managed to get essentially zero minutes shows just how garbage he was, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, like that was like a, that's like when you like think, oh, what happened to Liverpool? Why they're like look at that as like your most clear indication of how stupid our like summer players were, because that was a panic loan if I ever seen one. Where like, oh, yes. we we're kind of fucked in the midfield because a bunch of people got injured. We obviously didn't plan well. Let's get this guy who's like dying all the time. He doesn't even play in Juventus. And like every loan we did like that didn't turn out well. I agree. Like last, when, when we got Norisha in, and also he barely. I mean, he's terrible. Yeah, he, yeah. But he's going back. At least it wasn't a permanent thing, right? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah he, he could be in the bottom, in like worst eleven, but at least he wasn't a permanent. Unlike like all the other players. So and, then, uh, ben, who else? Uh, there was this guy in Tottenham. Uh, I keep forgetting. Oh, Leeds. the one who came from Brighton. Is it? Yeah, uh, Nielsen. No, no, Ves Basuma. <laughs> Misuma, yeah, yeah. no, but he, he did was, pretty well. Yeah. He uh, was off the bench, good. You know? yeah. Wait, wait, no, no, didn't uh, didn't they get Perisic? Yeah, yeah but as a he was being wing back, and I have to be honest, he he played pretty good. Like yeah. I gotta get, yeah, he, you can't put him in the bottom eleven. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, Mateus Click from Leeds. 
No, he did a pretty decent season. Like, you know, like they got relegated. I was in a decent no, season. No, but you can't well, you blame him. You need to have someone for room. I like. I wouldn't put Matthias Click above Calvin Phillips or John Shelby as a worse player. Like he actually contributed. I agree. I, agree. I think it's just it's just a lack of you. You're also inputting a lack of motivation. I yes. think that's what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, fair, fair enough. That, then Lingard is definitely yeah is fair. worth it to be there, and Anthony isn't because. I think Anthony had the motivation. Yeah, I agree. It just didn't quite. Okay, so then I think the most, the least, I think forwards is actually relatively short and easy to do. So here are my proposals to you guys as the worst started, like worst 11 amongst the forwards. I think there's Aubameyang, who was absolutely shocking. I think there was Richarlison, who was just as shocking. And you could stop there, honestly, and just make a selection. But I'll add two more just to make it more interesting. There's Kai Havertz, who I think was absolutely terrible. But only it was looked better because Oba was so bad. Yeah. And then the last one was Jorginho Ruter for Leeds. They, they bought him at 35 yeah. million, 40 million. And yeah. I think these four, starting in that order, Oba, Richarlison, Kai Havertz, Jorginho Ruter, were yeah. absolutely the worst, the worst forwards. I think I it's think. a bit harsh on Kai Havertz because he's not a striker. He's okay, but, he, or, but he's also terrible as an attacking midfielder. Georgina Ruta. Like, it has to be one of these four, right? Like, it has to be no, one of these like, four. The first two I, are dead center. Yeah. Like, of course, like, Richarlison has more yellow cards for celebrating yeah. disallowed goals than actual goals. He's <laughs> terrible. He's, did he score a goal at the end of the season? He, he, can, he, can, he, he, can, he can throw Darwin Nunez in there, even though I think he'll come good. Because no, like, but or, I think or, he still contributed. Like, no, 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 no. For fifty million, he was bad, man. Yeah, yeah, okay, for that amount, but yeah. you still got output, right? Like Richarlison cost what sixty million, and he literally yeah. produced. No, nothing. Richarlison was like a shockingly bad, like once in a like you don't see that bad, bad moves so often. Yeah, it was yeah. like what the hell was this? I think the question is who was worse, Oba. Or Richarlison. Charles, because Oba wasn't Oba loan for Chelsea. No, it was ten or fifteen million permanent. Oh, that was stupid, but still on very high wages. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think Aubameyang is definitely because we're going with this low motivation as well. Part of the thing, I think Aubameyang was just bad, and he didn't have any motivation to be at at Chelsea. I mean, yeah, especially because he came for Tuchel, right? Like he was there specifically for a coach who then lasted two months, and now you see him. But the thing is, he looks. Like he's useless. I don't, like what do Chelsea do? They've screwed themselves with this contract, right? Not that I feel yeah. bad for them at all, um, but like I, that's why I think Oba is the worst contract. But Richarlison could still come good. But I think there's no hope for Oba. Yeah, yeah Richarlison still has more money, like more time left on his yes. his life. He, he does. Yeah. You know. Uh, okay. So, well, Bergforst finished his time at United with zero goals. So. But oh, no, he scored. No, he scored one or two. I think Champions League or FA Cup or something yeah, like that. He scored in the FA Cup, uh, in the Carabao yeah. Cup. So he but didn't score with, goals. With Beckhurst, there was at least application, right? Like he actually was trying. He also contributed to the team as that starting ten because he was there not yeah. to be a, an assist machine, but really to help pressure. At least Beckhurst, there was productivity. Like, he ran looking, at least, you know, it was a net <laughs> positive. Even though the positive yeah. was minor, it was at least a net positive. Like Oba and Richarlison were purely strictly net negatives. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess the question is like, Big Love, you have to pick one of Big of Richardson and Oba. Who was worse? Wait, did we? I don't think we picked five midfielders. So why are we picking like? One okay. Yeah, you're right. I think yeah. both of them deserve to be. We should play four four two and pick the two of them as the two yeah. worst. Yeah. Yeah. Those are terrible too. Yeah, they're very terrible. bad. They're very, very bad. I think they deserve, they deserve yeah. to be in that second okay. And this Tyler Lim is gonna get zero goals. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, the Richarlison's 
just Richarlison's season when I look back at it, it was just like it's hilarious, isn't it? And it was comically bad. Come it's and the pigeon uh, celebration every time with an offside goal. You only do it once, <laughs> twice, three times. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's, it's, remember when like uh, Brazil like celebrated that five 0 yeah. win with like every time they would dance and then get, yeah. they got smoked by like the next team like Croatia was it yeah I yeah. think so yeah and, and it was like I think from then on just Richarlison has been cursed Ah, uh, it's terrible the World Cup will do that to you since that uh, the Euros and the World Cup since. Yeah, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's freaking against the hair. The hair hasn't been the same as well. Yeah, exactly. It destroys them. I think that's a yeah. pretty good worst eleven for Premier League, though. I yeah, think it is we need a manager definitely. too. Oh yeah, worst manager. I think Brent. my Brendan Rodgers. No question. I, I disagree. You know, let me tell you who the worst manager was. Was Nathan Jones of Southampton? He lasted all of what one month, two months. I think he no, was. No, but the it's worst. yeah, but he was one month there. He just did no, like one month. how bad. Imagine how bad you must be that you come in as a sub. No, but it also manager. can be like a. It can also be bad recruiting. There's a reason why there's like three month periods and like you know like <laughs> when you're working somewhere, it's like for three months we can end the contract with no questions asked. Yeah, fair That's enough. That's what it is. It could be. So like Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers because like come on, Brandon man. Brendan Rodgers took Premier League winners and relegated them. <laughs> and they pick up winners. That's what Brandon Rogers did, man. Yeah, I agree. I think Brandon Rogers. They were losing. Wait, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. What are we thinking, man? Frankie Lampard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Two teams in one season. You know, I feel bad for Frank Lampard because he thought he felt that he's gonna like in his mind he was like, I'm coming into this broken team. I'm Frank Lampard. I'm super Frank. I'm gonna be like on the side of Stanford. Took a um, no-lose situation and lost. And made it worse. Yeah. 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 He literally couldn't like, He was like, oh, you're just coming in to like see us till the end of season. Like, no pressure. We don't think we'll get in top four. We won't kind of win anything. Just like play like have some decent matches. And I agree. literally just he did so bad that people are like, oh my god, I can't believe you're a coach. I agree. I think I think he wanted to like at the end of the day get his name out there and have the next opportunity, and he's not. Well, he did. He did have his name out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can he can manage Leicester now or Leeds to see them up. He has championship experience. Oh, I don't. know. I doubt that anyone's gonna give him a shout, but yes. Okay. Frankly, I think Frank and Brent Rogers. Frank can be an assistant to Brent Rogers. <laughs> Double the trouble. Yes. I think uh, we should end today on, I think there's three games left essentially for the season because, you know, Syria is not done, but it's essentially done. I think there's three real games left. So I feel like we should do a quick preview for all three of them. Uh, so the real games are the FA Cup, I think, the Europa League uh, and the Champions League. Let's skip the Europa Conference League. Okay, FA Cup leaves us with, I think, Man United versus Manchester City. So quick quick thoughts, KG. I think, what do you honestly think? Now that you're going to have a couple of days rest, proper team, all everyone is essentially going to be back. How do you feel about it? I think towards, towards the end of the season, I'm just going to say that United has been getting into a really good form. Fernandez has been on fire, to be honest. Absolutely the, on fire. The, the, the stats that the man puts out, and like if he had... A striker. I'm not calling any striker. <laughs> just a striker, like not a Rashford who plays from the left. Yeah, a, a, a true number striker. Nine. He that striker would be getting 35 goals easy. But you think easy. you think they can do it against City? This this unstoppable City. I think it's a final you never know. I think it's not gonna it's not gonna be an easy cakewalk for City. I think it's. it's mm-hmm. I think the two finals that are left for City, both of them are now not gonna be easy. 
I think it's never easy to win. I think the fact that Arsenal gave them a cakewalk in the Premier League doesn't mean everyone else is going to give them a cakewalk. And uh, go, speaking yeah, of cakewalk, United, you know, I'm not going to take the bait. Don't worry, we, I, I we, didn't take... even, we didn't even cover how much Arsenal. No, no, don't worry. We'll, we'll talk about that next week as a season review. Lead. No, no, let's talk about the FA Cup. Bottled the league. FA Cup. Just stick with the FA Cup. Yes. City so, won Premier League without reaching 90 points. Yeah, you for know? the first time in it, a long time. It, why did they, couldn't they do that last year or like two yeah, years before? Because, <laughs> because they had to bet it in with the highlight. No, no. But yeah. do you genuinely think you have a shot against City? I there? believe in United. I think they have a shot. I think with Varane and Lindelof. Big Love, you think they have a shot but against City? It's like out of the remaining like games, like I guess two, two uh, mm. I, I can see United pulling it off. I definitely, like, I can see, like, they're getting a breakaway goal with Rashford and just, you know, Defending. just batting down the hatches. Okay, um, give me your odds. Like, what are your odds in percentage of City versus United? I'm going to go 50-50. I'm not going to go with anything. Wow, that's yeah. shocking to me. Big I love? I agree, man. I kind of agree. I don't know why. I can, I can definitely see, like, United, like, just wanting it more and getting one over Pep. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So you think 50-50 as well, Big Love? Yeah. Okay. I, what, I are you, what do you think? 60-40. So, yeah. so honestly, I would say 66-33 for Brissett. Yeah. I agree with you. Of, of the two remaining ones, this is the one that I think City is more likely to lose. So I think let's talk about the next one because I think it's the most boring of all of them. Quickly, Champions League. I'll be honest, Inter have been playing amazing the last like maybe seven, eight weeks. And but... they became... Such, they became... Coppa Italia champions. Champions. And, you know, they flew up the rankings in the yeah. in the mm-hmm. Serie A. But that's the one I just don't see it happening. Like, Champions League, I just... It, yeah. Thoughts? I just don't see City losing this. I honestly. said it previously, and I'm going to say it again. If United lose the FA Cup, Inter is going to win the Champions League. If United win the FA Cup, City's winning the Champions League. <laughs> There's no way, other way around the thing. Something is going to turn if they lose the FA Cup it makes more sense for them to go and win the Champions League they're going to be like okay we're not going to lose out on the title and if they win the FA Cup they can be too cocky come in and Inter can essentially has nothing else to play for and they they have that boost of Coppa Italia win so they Champions League next season tops the third place yeah so it's either oh I think it it, it will depend on the mood of City and the mood of City is going to be determined by the FA Cup so fair fair enough I'm going to Percentages, I'm going to go 66-33 for this one. That's Interesting. Big left, yeah. I, I don't know if I would approach it that way. Like, they could win both. Because, I mean... I agree. I, 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 I know why we're thinking always like that. Because it's always like, oh, there's such a low chance of ever anyone doing treble. Like, you will get blah, blah, blah. They can, but they can do both. Like, yeah, they, no, they can do both, both 100%. Yeah. But I'm also biased against I agree with, like, the chances being, like, 66-33. I, I just... I feel Inter will struggle. And here, I think a lot will be on Varela's shoulders because he's been so good recently. Yeah. If he can be both like that attacking spark that he's been, but also like maintaining ball. But like, I feel they'll struggle with like Haaland. Yeah. With the Brune, that thing. So. It's like the whole team is on fire, right? It's like your ringers are on fire, your attacking midfielder is on fire, your defense is on fire. It's like they're firing yeah, on all cylinders. They, they, they were on fire against, you know, other Serie A teams. So let, let, let's see, like, they played, what, Benfica and then Milan, who kind of, yeah. like, collapsed at the end there. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. I, like, I, 
like honestly, like if I suspend just my dislike for City, I just don't see them not winning this. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just more of a, like I want them to lose it than like yeah. I actually think they will lose it. Same. Like, I would have gone beyond that. Like, I feel like. I, I hope like they get food poisoning and lose it. <laughs> Anything to reduce their ads. Just like, yeah. dude, like, cause like it's already so much of this bold fraud, you know, uh, <laughs> just singing the songs of praise for him. And after he wins the Champions League, they're just never gonna shut up. Yeah, it's never, no especially if they talk, win the treble. You know, yeah, no one wants to talk about how he had everything just like prepared for him and like, oh, I recently, you know, what I've seen a lot is like. Look, Pep only has 637 million net spend instead of like 900 million net spend of the United, which means he's not there for the money. He's a good... Yeah, but when he came in, he had this squad worth like a billion because he had Guero, Silva, Toure, like company, all of this. He didn't need to build everything from the scratch. Like United was left with like barely any... No one after Fergie left. We just like Fletcher running around. So it's just okay. frustrating for me. It's frustrating for me that like they're trying to like sweep under the rug how much resources Pep actually. I think it's had. part. It's part of their marketing, you know, to say that oh, yeah. we're not like inflating our books. No, our yeah, 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 we sold all this. Like we're doing selling, and yeah, you sold all these people for fifty million because you bought them for fifty million yeah. and had like basically warehoused like ten squats. This is the thing about right. It's like that now is the culmination of his five years or six years. Is he has the opportunity to do the treble and take the Champions yeah. League final? Yeah. So, long story short, uh, they're probably gonna win, but I hate them and I fuck them and fuck the ball fraud and I hope Listen, they get ass babies. I I, I agree exactly with you. <laughs> I think everybody agrees with you, and this is why I think the most interesting game left from all of them, leaving outside our bias, I personally think is the Europa League final. And it's, of course, yep. it's the perennial winner, Sevilla, who basically might as well be called the Sevilla Le- uh, Champions League or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, but versus <laughs> the like, guy who basically never loses any cup finals, right? It's like literally Sevilla versus the guy who never loses cup finals, Jose Mourinho Roma. I think this Jose is a, even if it's a defensive game, I think it'll be more interesting as a tactical game. I think this is the most... It's going to be, more, it's going to be a very tactical game. I think it's going to be a perfect illustration of managerial tactics. By and, and drama, both. Like, both teams, I think. Yes. Sevilla was a very snappy... Yes. Shithousery. Shithousery team. They won Juventus like that too. They were crying yes. and they scored. They scored out of nowhere and then they sit back and defend. <laughs> That's how it's going to be so interesting. I think Mourinho's taking... I you think no so? Question. It's they, they're pretty even. I think to be yes. to, to honestly say it's 50-50. If you give me like if, if we're gonna go on the percentage side in reality of things, and if removing all the bias, all of the three finals, Roma Sevilla 50-50, City versus Inter is in reality is 80-20, and yes. the FA Cup is 70-30. That's yeah, I agree. Reality. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Own, but adding your own kind of thing, I think wow. that this is. But Mourinho's taking it because it's Mourinho. And like, it's going to give me pure joy also. <laughs> just the commentary after that is going to be just top notch. Like, I want to see it. We will I'm never hear sure. the end of it, right? Like I, like if Mourinho actually yes. does this and he has his little tattoo with all three of them that he won and now he's going to do it gonna again. It's not going to be tame commentary. It's going to be plain commentary. It's going to be... Yes, yeah. I agree. This is why I want him to win it, to be honest. Just yeah, to yeah. see their reaction. 
I, I think they like I, I, I agree that the teams are evenly matched. I think Mourinho will be able to squeeze more out of his like yeah. he, he he got Roma hooked on his way. Like yes. they're yeah. winning, they're they're not a winning team. They're now in it and they're like smalling and like <laughs> all these people are just like playing out of their minds. Yeah, and uh, I th- I think he can do it, man. Like, yeah, uh, if he wins the Europa League, if he wins the Europa League, they're putting a statue outside of him in Rome. There's yeah, no, 100%. They, have a, they have a statue for Totti who won one Serie A with them and was like lifelong. He won two European Cups with them in two seasons straight. My guy, he needs no. to be outside. Like, he's, he's going to be cementing the himself up there. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely, My name is Jose Mourinho. <laughs> yes, yes. My name is Jose Mourinho. Wait, did you exactly. see that, uh, his press conference when he said, I love all my clubs except yes. Tottenham? <laughs> except Tottenham. He was like, Mr. Levy's club. He didn't even okay. name them Tottenham. He was like, Mr. Yeah. Levy's club. Listen, so, I yeah. think we all, we all agree. And I cannot wait to talk about it next week because we'll know the results of the majority of these. And yeah, we're going to see Mourinho's. I cannot wait to be talking about Mourinho's quotes next next week. Even and if they lose, it's going to be amazing quotes. And no matter what, I think next week we're going to be dedicating at least 15 minutes to Mr. Mourinho himself. Yes, and Fantastic. it's going to be a couple of you as well. So good. We'll see you guys see next week. See you yeah. next week. Peace. Cool. Bye, bye.